Good morning, and welcome to Cox Media Houston's Public Affairs Show, FYI. My name is Susie Hanks. Well, here we are again. It is hurricane season, and experts are, of course, predicting an average season with as many as four major hurricanes. And uh, we here in the uh, Houston area need to be aware and need to be ready. And so with us today is Harris County Judge Ed Emmett, who oversees the county's disaster response operations. And good morning. Thank you good for morning. being here. Good to be here. It's I see you every time this year. We need to talk Come, about comes this. around every year. It does. And you, I know, um, have been making the rounds. I see you everywhere. I hear you everywhere. You really are um, out there trying to get people to really be aware about this. Well, hurricane season starts June 1st uh, every year. This year was interesting. We actually had a named storm well before, before. Yeah. June 1st. Uh, I, I don't remember that happening before. But when you realize how many people have moved into our community who've never been through a hurricane, last one really was Hurricane Ike, and that was back in 2008. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going on eight years. We've had about a million people move into the area. So most of them have never been through a hurricane. And then other people, frankly, have, have forgotten. So every year we have to remind people you have to be ready. I tell people, assume a hurricane is going to hit our area. Just make that assumption. And then if you make all the preparations properly, if one hits, you're ready. And if one doesn't hit, it's the proverbial no harm, no foul. Right. One of the things that I often that I have noticed is that each hurricane, too, is different. And so your preparation, you have to prepare for everything because, and, because it hits uh, different areas. It affects different people in different ways. You have to just be ready for everything. Yeah, the most important thing, and it sounds almost silly to say it, but I tell people you need to understand where you live. And they say, well, of course I know where I live. But what I mean by that is if you live in an area where you're likely to be subject to a storm surge, water coming in off the gulf, off the bay, then you have to be prepared to evacuate and leave, leave town before the storm hits. If you live inland, hurricanes are uncomfortable. You're going to get a lot of wind. You'll get some rain, though not not really that much rain necessarily comes with a hurricane. In that case, you need to be prepared to stay where you are, uh, shelter in place, or the phrase that got famous in 2008, hunker down. And and that that way you need to be able to ride out the storm. And we, we tell people, have seven days supplies if possible. Um, when you say be aware of where you live, um, there are some people who might think that because they live on a bayou, but they're inland, they're in trouble, or um, if they are close to the water, but maybe not, you know, uh, how do you know? There's zones and things, right? There, there are zones, and if, if people go to our website, readyharris.org, the, the zones are, are by zip code, and so you can see which zone you're in, and most of the people, and, and one of the things you mentioned, if you live on a bayou, if you live in a watershed, you may be worried. With all the rain we've had recently, so many people have had their houses flooded, some of them more than once in the last month or two. Uh, their reaction is going to be, oh, my gosh, I'm going to leave because I'm going to flood again. No, you're probably not from a hurricane. That's the irony. Uh, but the people on the coast, those are the ones that are need to be able to get out of town. Um, and, and let's talk about that, the, the the dangers of the hurricane versus dangers from these terrible floods and these terrible rains that we've been having. The dangers of a hurricane um, are, are surge. Surge is, 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 is a big thing. A lot of people don't understand the storm surge. What does that mean? Storm surge is literally the water that comes in off the Gulf of Mexico, up the bay, uh, and it 
you know, the, the storm surge for Hurricane Ike was estimated to be close to 20 feet. It didn't come in quite that high. But you can imagine a, a 15-foot wall of water even coming over your property. Nobody survives that. It's, it's a small version of a tsunami, actually. And so that can come up into um, areas. I've seen graphs of, uh, of of the Houston area, of the Galveston County, of, of 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 the coastal areas when the surge comes in, and it comes up far, like up into past NASA and things sure, like that. Sure, it, it yeah. comes in uh, all, all through the Clear Lake watershed. It, it'll push up uh, uh, the Ship Channel, Buffalo Bayou there, and that's why again, all all these are on ReadyHarris.org if people want to go look at them. But it's so important that those who don't live in those areas, those who live in Katy, Cyprus, places like that that have had a lot of water, they still need to stay where they are. Because uh, for those of us who remember the evacuation for Hurricane Rita, which ended up not even hitting our area, uh, we had a lot more deaths on the road uh, just from too many people being jammed on the road for the evacuation. We have to let people in the low-lying areas be able to clear our community before anybody else gets on the road. So in that regard, again, remembering Hurricane Ike, so many people were without power for two weeks, three weeks, and I've had had folks tell me, you know what, I don't care what you say, I'm leaving next time. I'm not going to go without power. And I say, well, think about it, because if you leave, the first thing you're going to want to do is turn around and come back and see if your home's okay. So it's better if you're not in danger of storm surge, stay where you are, once the storm passes, see what damage has been done to your property from the wind or limbs or anything like that. Secure your property, and then you can leave. So I, I'm kind of referring to that as a secondary evacuation. Okay. Then, so after the storm, then you can look around and see. Um, what, what about, uh, like, tornadoes and things? I mean, and, and, and trees falling on your house. These are all things that you have to worry about when the storm's actually happening. They are things that you have to worry about, but the reality is there are very few deaths or even serious injuries from tree limbs falling or trees falling on your house. A tornado is a different matter, but a tornado, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Th- those are going to come up, and in, in fact, you could be well inland. Uh, the other thing I would say about people who are going to have to evacuate, figure out where you're going to go. Uh, if you've got relatives, if you've got some place to stay uh, that's a little bit inland, then then go there. It Evacuation doesn't mean you have to, you know, go all the way to Dallas. Mm-hmm. When um, when Hurricane uh, uh, Rita came and everybody was trying to get out of town because it happened shortly after Katrina, and so everybody freaked out and the whole entire town tried <laughs> to leave. There were no hotels to be found anywhere. We had to go up into another state to find a place to 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 go, and that's what I think a lot of people. When, when, when you're talking about the people who can stay safely, should, so that the people who can get out of the way can go up and can find a hotel room, can make a reservation. Absolutely. And, and again, that's why it's important for people who think they may have to evacuate to go ahead and, and think about where they're going to go. Make sure your family all knows because you may not all be together. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's possible a storm could come up and hit within 48 hours. And that's kind of my nightmare scenario. It wouldn't be a real big storm but it would catch everybody off guard. Right. Well, and uh, when you're making a plan, you also have to, I think, be fluid with it. Because I remember when I came, 
we were, um, uh, it, it wasn't supposed to come near us. And then it turned around and kind of made a weird, and, and, and you could be planning to go the way that the storm goes. So you have to plan to go somewhere else. You have to really keep an eye on these things because they can just fool you and trick you. Well, in any case, you, you have to just go inland, straight yeah. inland. Don't, don't go along the coast because these storms, uh, you know, I'm old enough. I, I keep referencing the movie Airplane, and not everybody's <laughs> old enough to remember that. But the scene where the plane was coming into gate one, gate two, gate three, that's the way Ike was. It was going to come in, in near the valley and in Corpus, and it just kept moving up the coast until it hit us. Rita, on the other hand, was supposed to hit us, and it moved away from us. Um, we are talking with uh, Harris County Judge Ed Emmett. We're talking about hurricane season and uh, and and this year. The experts have predicted an average season in four major hurricanes. Do you go by that? By the predictions, uh, are the or, or does no, that just confuse people? I, I pay absolutely no attention to the prediction because uh, if there are ten hurricanes in the world and none of them hit us, then we've had a good year. If there's only one hurricane in the entire world, but it happens to hit. Harris County in our area, then that's a bad year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the total number of hurricanes and where it doesn't matter to me at all. Um, the 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 science of prediction of the weather of hurricanes is really an, an inexact science, isn't it? It's 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 it, it's pretty flawed. It is inexact, but it's gotten a a lot better. I mean, uh, they're pretty good, but that last minute swerve that some of the storms take uh, that makes it difficult. When people are watching the weather and watching the hurricanes and getting ready, uh, where do you suggest that they get their information about it? Because oftentimes the the, the different weather sources have different um, uh, predictions and different ideas of what's going to happen. And where do you get your information? Well, of course, uh, we're, we're stationed at Transtar. Uh, when we're activated for a storm, we have direct contacts with the National Weather Service and every other source that's out there. I will say that the, the meteorologists in town do a remarkable job. Uh, they may have a little difference every now and then. But what I've learned is that just talking to uh, residents of our area, they have their favorites. And woe be unto anybody who challenges you know, their favorite. And I'm not going to name any names, but <laughs> we all know who the, the meteorologists are. So we have a lunch every year for them, and, and we get everybody together and make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, but we all see the same information, and, and sometimes you can draw slightly different conclusions. But when a, a hurricane is headed our way, one of the most gratifying things is the way everybody pulls together and says, okay, there may be some little differences, but we're going to make sure we get the same basic information out. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the um, uh, app that you have, this new app, um, because uh, we all know that we get our information a lot of times now from social media, and we're not looking to the um, uh, traditional uh, ways that we used to get it. So let's talk about that. It's a free download. Um, you can get it at Apple or Android. It's Ready Harris, and that will give you all the up-to-date information. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm I'm going to uh, expose my age here a little bit. I don't have a lot of apps. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I still carry a BlackBerry. And there's, there's, the app doesn't apply to BlackBerry. But I know um, all my children, grandchildren, everybody else has apps. And that's earlier we were talking about where do you get your information. Well, that's going to have 
the most up-to-date and best information you can have. Now, if you want to supplement it with your favorite meteorologist, go ahead. But this way, warnings uh, can can reach you in real time. Yeah. So what are some of the, the, the features about the app? Well, basically, it uh, everything we know we're going to put out there on that app. So in terms of timing, uh, we'll also let you, it will let you go in and construct your own plan for how to deal with a hurricane. We tell people all the time the three main things in hurricane season is have a plan, make a kit, and stay informed. Well, the app helps you do all of that uh, because in terms of having a plan, it, it's got a, may not be the right term, a module or something where you can go in and make a plan for your for your family. And then it will tell you everything to put in a kit. And, of course, the kit depends on are, are you one of those that's going to have to evacuate or are you somebody that's going to shelter in place and stay where you are? It'll give you all that information. And then, of course, the staying informed part is the critical piece, and, and it does that on a real-time basis. Yeah. Um, let's. You touched on the kit. Let's talk about the kit because uh, a, a lot of people, the, the list for the kit does vary for your situation. So what's the difference between somebody who would be having a hurricane kit and evacuating and somebody who's staying? Uh, if you're in a, a potential evacuation zone, uh, you need to have something that, you know, very short notice, you can throw in your car or truck and and get out of town with it. That would mean medicines that you might have to take, uh, any important papers that you're afraid might get lost in, in a storm surge, uh, bottled water, snacks. If you have a pet, make sure that the pet's taken care of. Uh, hate to say it, but. Toilet paper, you well, know. Well, everybody does that. Yeah, so th- you things that have uh, <laughs> you have to have. Although I will say, I'm going to, let me digress here a minute. Uh, one of the problems during the Rita evacuation was the contraflow lanes. It was hard to get off. And then a, so many of the, the stores were closed and the, the places where people would normally stop. Now that's all been changed. The contraflow lanes are very well designated and, and it'll be easier to get on and off. We have fuel depots that will be along the routes of evacuation, and there will be comfort stations. That's why I said that about the toilet. Hopefully, you won't. You'll be able to stop somewhere. Right. Uh, but all of, uh, that's what needs to be in that kit. What What are you going to need in that car for? You know, several hours before you get to where you need to be. Yeah. Now, if you have to, if you're going to stay in place, then it's a little easier because you're talking about what do you going to have in your pantry again bottled water seven days uh canned goods you may discover you like vienna sausage again never had one in years but you go gosh it looks pretty good now uh and then other simple things i tell people all the time take an empty milk container fill it with water and freeze it because that way you can put that in a cooler and you can keep things cool for a day or two uh, just in a regular cooler yeah have something as good as a yeti or some free advertisement for Yeti mm-hmm. there, then it, it'll stay cold even longer. But the main thing is uh, just just make sure you have everything you need, batteries, that type of stuff, so that you can uh, stay seven days possibly without power. Yeah, there's always a rush when one's coming or when one is in the Gulf. Everybody runs out and yeah. tries to get the stuff Everybody then. shows up and it's gone. Right, and so if you already have it and if you're ready, then you don't have to rush out and deal with that. And The other preparation that, that people need to make whether you're in a, an area where you might have to evacuate or shelter in place, it, 
take all the loose objects out of your yard. You know, things like lawn chairs, anything that can be picked up and thrown, limbs, of course. Make sure your your trees are properly trimmed uh, because the major source of power outage are trees and limbs falling across power lines. Mm-hmm. So trim your trees, trim those those dead limbs out, and that'll make, help Make sure that's all done. Yeah. I tell the story um, uh, every year about this time. I had a hurricane kit. I lived down on the Gulf, on, on the coast. I had a hurricane kit, and... And um, the uh, it had been in the cupboard for a while, and I reached up to grab a, a, a package of toilet paper, and it weighed about 40 pounds because the water jug had leaked, and the toilet paper had soaked it all up, and it had been sitting up there just full of water for I do not know how long. It was such a shock to grab it, and it just weighed so much. But you have to renew that stuff, too, don't you? Uh, absolutely. This is the time of year. Everybody needs to check. and. Make sure that they're ready. Again, you know, go through a drill with your family. Pretend a storm's going to hit next week. And what what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What supplies are you going to have? And don't forget your pets. Right, right. And gas, too. You have to have a little bit of gas because if you're— uh, if, if, Good point. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people always maintain at least half a tank of, of gas in your car uh, this time of year. Yeah, because you never know when you're going to get stuck. And after Ike, a lot of the gas stations, they couldn't pump. They didn't have electricity. They couldn't pump, but also they couldn't get the gas or the gas was gone. It's it's You have to be ready for that. And that, that is another. I'm glad you brought up gas stations not being able to pump. That was a major issue during Ike. And, and what happened was people would hear that a gas station was open, and they'd all go over to that gas station. And so with, with the new app and with other uh, features that we're going to have, We'll be able to tell people when the stations will be open in their area. And rather than everybody rushing to another part of town, if we can tell them, look, this station in your area is going to be open tomorrow or the next day, that makes it a little bit easier, too. Yeah. And um, and some people go so far as getting generators and things, too. They do. And one of our concerns, uh, properly installed generators are great particularly if they're hooked to a natural gas line or a propane line because that way they're pretty much impervious to, to damage from the storm. Uh, but tragically, every time a storm comes, somebody brings a generator inside the house. Carbon monoxide poison, and you end up with deaths or severe injuries from people improperly using a generator. So by all means, make, make sure you use it correctly. Yeah. Um, you, you spoke earlier about people coming together during a, a, a storm professionally, um, but I've noticed, too, that people come together out in the community when there's a storm. Um, tell me a little bit about that, your experiences. Yeah. No, that, that's been one of the great stories of Hurricane Ike, even though it's that many years ago. Uh, everybody talked about neighbors helping neighbors, uh, and we, we've We've seen that. I saw it with Hurricane Alicia when I lived in Kingwood back in 1983. Just everybody went out and helped each other clear trees and limbs off off houses and and driveways. But you know there were there were several stories during Hurricane Ike. Uh, my favorite too, you know, we had the the pods, the points of distribution for relief supplies after the storm, and we were very rigid about you can only go through here once a day. You know, you, we don't want people taking more than their share. And there were several instances, well, there there were two instances where we know it really they really were being bad. I mean, one school teacher was trying to resell the meals ready to eat online. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know who would buy them. <laughs> and there was one guy that stocked his deer camp fairly well up in East Texas with meals ready to eat. But there were a lot of others, mainly young men, who were coming through the lines multiple times in certain areas of town. And everybody jumped to the conclusion, I confess I did too, why are you doing this? Well, what they were doing is they were picking up extras and taking them back to their neighborhoods. Because let's face it, if you're in your 80s, you don't have a car, that point of distribution can be a half mile away and it's not going to do you any good. You can't get there. So we're going to set up a whole different system. We're talking to the Houston Food Bank particularly about setting up a pod or two just for that purpose so that volunteers can come get these supplies and take them back into their neighborhoods. So that that's a good story of people helping people, and even though we didn't see it at first. Yeah. But the other one, and particularly when you compare it to other communities that we've seen after storms, there was not a single incident of looting during Hurricane Ike that anybody can find. And there was one store owner down in, shall we say, a uh, less well-off part of town who was sitting in his store protecting it, thinking, I've got to protect it from all the neighborhood you know, hoodlums. And in fact, two or three of them came up to his door, and he said, you know, I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. They offered to stand guard, and they did. They stood guard over their neighborhood store. Uh, it was kind of, you know, the pro- proverbial honor among thieves, if you will. And you don't hear those stories. Those those don't make the news. Uh, we see images of looting that goes on other places. But here we actually have teenagers protecting the neighborhood store mm-hmm. to make sure nothing happens. Yeah, That's a cool story. Yeah, it is. There's also a lot of people who they have a huge neighborhood barbecue because all the stuff is thawing out. So let's all get together and and maybe one person has a generator, but another person has a bunch of extra gas and you get together and it works out good. That's that. that I experienced that as well. Yeah, even in the area where we lived, one side of the street had power because of the way the line ran and the other side didn't. And you could just see extension cords running across the street. I'm not sure that's the safest way to approach it, but... Everybody was totally willing to share their power. Yeah, and so you hear a lot of great things that come out of the and come out of storms, and 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 afterwards in the aftermath, a lot of times there's some some uh, some great projects that come out, some some new buildings and things like that. The post recovery is is in in many ways good. Yeah, but all things being equal, uh, I'd rather not go through <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Um, let's talk a little bit about two one one when oh, we're talking about um, we're, uh, people in your neighborhood who may not be able to get out. So tell me about that. Well, when you realize that just Harris County has four and a half million people, we've got more people in twenty five states, and then you think about the surrounding counties, there are a lot of people who, if you tell them to evacuate, they can't. They maybe don't have a car. Maybe they're physically unable to. Uh, there are a lot of people that are are on ventilators, just whatever their circumstance. So we we ask people, we literally beg people, if you are in that circumstance or if you know somebody who's in that circumstance, they need to dial 211, and that's a registry operated by the United Way, and you put your name and your address on the registry, and that way whenever an evacuation is called for your area, somebody will come get you and make sure you're out of harm's way. The problem is it has to be redone every year. So even if you've registered in the past, 
you have to re-register this year. And I know just looking at the list, and, and by the way, they are not uh, given to anybody else. Uh, nobody's going to use it to uh, try and sell you stuff. It has nothing to do with that. It's just for evacuation. But you know just by looking at it that that's not anywhere near everybody. But it's at least a start. And so we, we encourage people, dial 211 and get your name on the list. And for the year you're on the list, that applies not just to hurricanes. If you live in an area where there may be a chemical spill and there's an evacuation call, then same would apply. Yeah. And that's uh, that's to call uh, to register every year, but um, it's not to call as a come and get me now, no, is it? No, <laughs> you cannot do it. at Once the storm's headed our way, you can't do that. that I mean, there you're back into the, the 911, you know, if, if it's an emergency. Right. But, you know, some of the, the sad stories from Hurricane Ike and it, every hurricane are people who say, no, I'm not going to evacuate. And then at the last minute, they go, oh, I didn't know that it was going to be this bad. Well, then that puts the responders in danger. And that that's just not right. So that's why we encourage everybody, know whether or not you're going to evacuate. And make your plan now. And if you're not able to, dial two one one. Yeah. Um. Can you tell me a little bit about the plans for um our uh petrochemical industry here in Harris County in 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 Galveston County in the area? There's a lot of uh, chemical plants, refineries, things like that. Well, and, and they are all uh, well prepared. I mean, safety of their facility is, is their top priority, and. You know, we work with a group called the East Harris County Manufacturers Association. We work with a lot of private partners. There's a ship channel security district. Uh, So they they know their vulnerabilities, and and they know what they have to do to protect themselves. Now, if you have a storm surge and it comes over the plant, uh, that's an issue that a lot of people are working on, on storm surge protection long term. Are we going to have a coastal barrier, something that can keep the surge from coming up into the ship channel? Keep it from washing over Galveston Island, yes, but not in the near future because that's going to take a while. Yeah, um, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we're talking about making a plan for your family and things like that, but uh, um, businesses have to make plans too. If you are a business owner, you need to have a plan as well, correct? Absolutely, and and we encourage. You know, I as county judge, I can't tell a private business what to do. Uh, but the vast majority use common sense. If if you've got employees who are in a in one of the evacuation zones, you need to let them be able to evacuate, and and that means leaving early. Uh, if we if a storm's coming our way, our emphasis has got to be keep people out of danger. So employers need to take that same attitude and. For the most part, they do. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember during Ike, or was it Rita? I think it was Rita, where uh, we w- we went to the bank, and it seemed like everybody ran to the bank. And I lived down in, er- in an area where they were, were, we do need to evacuate, and everybody was there at the bank. And I kept thinking about the people at the bank. What are they going to do? I was worried about them, or I'm worried about the people at the Home Depot or at at the, the, the grocery store. When I go to get my supplies and my things, what about them? They're having to work. They're not able to, to go and do that. That's always something that I think about. Well, and, and that's a good point. But, you know, if, if they live in an area where they're not going to be asked to evacuate, 
uh, then again, common sense has to come in. At some point, you have to shut down businesses, mm-hmm. and and they do. Uh, but the others, uh, that that's one reason why we we don't like to to have the massive evacuation, and we really don't like to implement contraflow unless we have to, because you want to get the grocery stores and and uh, eateries and and supply depots back up and operating as soon as possible, so that people can get on about their lives. Yeah. So, once again, it is hurricane season, and you have a lot of great information, and uh, it's available on the Internet. If somebody is interested, wants to go online, look more stuff up, help um, find help getting a plan together, and has questions, where can they go? ReadyHarris.org. And are, are Real you, simple. And, and, and you're there. It has every, you, can, you can print out lists and kits and you, all sorts of things like that. You can print out everything you need, plus it has uh, direct connects to all sorts of other websites that are helpful. Yeah. Well, Harris County Judge Ed Emmett, I want to thank you very much for being here. I know that you've been very busy there at Houston Transstar lately with all the flooding and everything. And uh, Well, the thing is, we, we have a full-time, very professional, highly competent staff that, that they're used to dealing with emergencies, and they're augmented by thousands of volunteers uh, through what we call CERT teams. And so uh, the volunteers and the professional staff, they're ready, but individuals and their families have to be ready. Yeah. Thank you very much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. My name is Susie Hanks, and you've been listening to FYI.